I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hi, this is Newt. Due to the virus, I'm recording from home. So you may notice a difference in audio quality. On this episode of Newt's World, most people had never heard the name General Michael Flynn before he made a deal with special counsel Robert Mueller to plead guilty to a felony count of willfully and knowingly making false statements to the FBI. Flynn agreed to cooperate with the special counsel's investigation. Flynn had served as President Trump's national security advisor until he was forced to resign in February 2017 over his communications with Russian Ambassador to the United States, Sergei Kislyak. However, General Flynn had been working in foreign policy in Washington, D.C. for more than 36 years, including 33 years of service in the United States Army. And in 2012, he served President Barack Obama as the 18th director of the Defense Intelligence Agency. Lee Smith's engaging article in Tabloid Magazine, How Russiagate Began with Obama's Iran Deal Domestic Spying Campaign, explains why Michael Flynn posed a threat to the former president's legacy and was made to pay for it. I'm pleased to welcome my guest, Lee Smith, a veteran journalist whose work appears in Real Clear Investigations, The Federalist, and Tabloid. His upcoming book is The Permanent Coup, How Enemies Foreign and Domestic Targeted the American President. Lee Smith is a remarkable investigative reporter who has written, I think, some of the most important insights into what has been happening over the last three or four years 
he has a particularly useful insight into the entire story about Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. What do you think about the evolution of the Flynn case recently and the maneuverings back and forth between Judge Sullivan, the district judge, and the appeals court judge? First of all, thank you so much for your kind words, and thank you again for inviting me to speak with you. I think one of the important things that we've learned, we saw some new disclosures last week indicating the actual hands-on involvement of then-President Obama and Vice President Biden in the operation targeting Michael Flynn. I think actually this probably calls for, at some point, a very large revision of our understanding of what the deep state is. We've been speaking about the deep state now for three years, and certainly we've used different terms for it, administrative state, the permanent bureaucracy. And these things are all real, and they're all true. And it does have a mind of its own to protect itself, to defend its own interests, even when it's against the interest of the United States and the Americans who vote to send their president here, as they sent President Trump here. We voted to do that in 2016, and we've seen this fight. But one of the things that we now understand is the central role of Barack Obama and Joe Biden. So it's not just the deep state. It's not just the permanent bureaucracy. It has to do also centrally, crucially, with two politicians who decided to use the resources of the federal government, who decided to use the deep state to advance their political and their personal interest at the expense of the country. And what they did to do that is to target people like Michael Flynn. What we're seeing right now with Judge Sullivan, I believe that one of the reasons this looks so insane and so corrupt, the fact that he was soliciting amicus briefs, the fact that he brought on another judge, Judge Gleason, to play the role of prosecutor, I've thought for a while that this shows how corrupt it is and how dangerous this must be to particular people. But again, the more and more we see the hand of Barack Obama and Joe Biden, we are beginning to see what is truly under this and why there is so much of a panic, because that's what they're hiding. They're not just hiding James Comey. They're not just hiding John Brennan. They're not hiding Andrew McCabe. They're hiding the role and continuing to advance the interests of Obama and Biden. Let's peel back the onion a little bit. Sullivan was handed an opportunity to just drop the case when the Justice Department asked to drop it, and it would have gone away had no particular harm to him. So why do you think he interposed himself to keep the case alive? It's about the issue with Joe Biden in Ukraine. There was a very important story that appeared December 8th, 2015 in the New York Times. And it described very clearly the problems with Joe Biden and the son Hunter working for a company that had problems in Ukraine, Burisma. Now we all know the story and we've all heard over the last several months before the beginning of the nonsensical impeachment process that it was a conspiracy theory to say somehow that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were involved in corruption in Ukraine. Of course they were. And it was reported in the New York Times in December 2015. 
And the reason that this was dropped in the New York Times in 2015 is because the pro-Hillary Clinton camp wanted to ensure that Joe Biden stayed out of the Democratic primary race. He had decided in mid-October 2015 he wasn't going to run. This piece dropped on him to make sure that he wasn't going to run. So insofar as that was an intra-democratic fight then, it was okay for that to appear. Now, however, when it has nothing to do with Hillary Clinton, and now when Biden, we're talking several months ago, Biden is now the nominee, but when he appeared to be the nominee, then it was important to cover up all sorts of garbage that was actually out there. It's not like people had to dig it up. It had already been published. So I think we're seeing something very analogous right here now with Judge Sullivan. I think that they're playing to block. They don't want Obama's hand to show. They don't want Biden's hand to show. Again, that's what we're starting to see. The more and more these documents are declassified and disclosed, the more we're seeing how high the corruption goes. There's another very basic thing as well. I think that the idea that once General Flynn is free to speak his mind and that the idea that he is likely to accompany the president to certain campaign events and he will be able to describe in detail what happened to him, this is extremely dangerous to them as well. This represents serious momentum for the president's campaign and it will continue to unearth the corruption of the Obama-Biden years, the continuing corruption. Flynn had a very distinguished career and had risked his life for his country. I think he was 33 years in uniform. Why did they single him out? Why does he become the tip of the spear? I think that one of the things we have to look at is if we go back to about three and a half years ago and when the new administration comes to Washington, I mean, the president himself campaigned on the idea that he's an outsider. And there are lots of people who are joining him who are from the outside. They don't necessarily know their way around the intelligence bureaucracy. And we're talking about principles here. James Mattis is secretary of defense and he knows his way around the Pentagon, but not the intelligence bureaucracies. Rex Tillerson is coming in. He's another principal who has no idea actually how the U.S. government bureaucracy works, except insofar as he had to deal with it when he was running a large energy company. Michael Flynn is actually someone who has seen the intelligence bureaucracies up close, and he's talking to people about how they're a problem and how they need to be fixed. This is one thing that everyone in Washington appears to have agreed on in 2016, after Trump is elected, and early 2017, is that Michael Flynn is a problem for their personal interest. With the FBI, Michael Flynn knows where and how to recognize evidence of the FBI's illegal surveillance operation against the Trump campaign. So that's the FBI. With the CIA, it's not just John Brennan. There are fundamental CIA interests that are concerned with Michael Flynn because his plans for his revision of the intelligence community. So that's the CIA. So we already have two very powerful Washington institutions. The third institution, of course, is the most powerful of all, and that's the White House. The outgoing White House, Barack Obama, whose foreign policy legacy is invested 
and the different initiatives in the Middle East, most prominently the nuclear deal with Iran. Flynn has been campaigning against this since the time that he left the Defense Intelligence Agency. He'd been warning people about what Iran was up to. He saw how the Iranians were helping kill Americans, primarily in Iraq, but also were assisting Afghani outfits in killing and terrorizing Americans. And then he just looked at the fundamentals of the nuclear deal, as did then candidate Trump and said, this makes no sense. Why are we legalizing the nuclear weapons program of a terror state that kills Americans and that has threatened to destroy our chief Middle Eastern ally, Israel, but also poses a very serious threat to another central Middle East ally, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. So as Michael Flynn is talking about this, and he's also saying there are secret deals here the Obama administration made with the Iranians. He wanted to find those too, to disclose them and to show the different arrangements the Obama administration had hidden from the American public, as well as the representatives of the American people. So Michael Flynn is moving very quickly on all of these things. And that made him a threat to Obama's legacy. Obama appears to have been heavily invested in the anti-Flynn operation. Again, this is something that we've seen clearly come out in these recent declassifications and recent disclosures. The actual hand of the 44th president of the United States as he's looking for these maneuvers to strike out at Flynn and to do damage to him. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. 
That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Wasn't there an enormous dereliction of duty in the way that Sessions failed to take control of the Justice Department? All of this stuff could have come out in the first three or four months of the new administration. The way that Congressman Nunes explains it was that Mr. Sessions was a decent man. He didn't understand the play. He didn't understand what had changed in Washington. He didn't understand who he was dealing with or the nature of their operation. From my understanding, it seems like a lot of people didn't quite get it. The president's lawyers believed essentially the same thing. It's like, well, Mr. President, you have nothing to worry about. Just give the Mueller prosecutors whatever they ask for, and we'll be done with this by Christmas time, maybe earlier. I'm talking about in May 2017. They figured they'd be done with it early. Well, this was not the case. The fact that they stood up this special counsel meant that they were very serious. I think the president is right to be frustrated with former Attorney General Sessions. It's not surprising to me that he got played by these guys because a lot of people did in the government. People were not prepared to see how bad it was. Your first book really helped me get a context for all this. It seems to me that it was such a huge leap to believe that both the elite news media and the elite bureaucracy and the President of the United States were all collectively, it wasn't so much it was a conspiracy, but it was a broadly cultural agreement to right. move in the same general direction and to do so in a way that clearly violated the law, violated the whole constitutional framework of the American system. I think that's such a radical thought. I think that's part of what happened for all of 2017. It took until the Mueller report collapsed totally for people to begin to say, gee, there's something going on here that doesn't make any sense. Here's why I think the Iran deal is so important. Not because it was central to Obama's legacy, but rather to step back and to ask, why was it central to Obama's legacy to strike an agreement with an obscurantist third world regime? What was it about the sensibility of the 44th president of the United States? How does that occur to someone? We're going to normalize the nuclear weapons program of a terror state because that's what the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action was. Once we get behind all the fancy language, the sunset clauses show us what that was. They were normalizing that. I think to understand what's happened here since certainly the Iran deal, but maybe before, I think that our elite classes, by which I mean government bureaucracies, as well as the press, as well as many Democratic officials on the other side, I think that they've incorporated the sensibility of third world regimes. It's a horrible thing to see. But if you look at what's happened here over the last four years now, why have no Democrats, not one of them said, look, I frankly myself don't really like Trump or his policies at all. I agree with all of you. And I want to defeat him and I want to defeat his policies. But let's put aside this crazy Russia stuff because it's a conspiracy theory and it's bad for the country and it's bad for the party too. We're going to become known as the party of make-believe, the party of fiction. 
So let's put this aside and let's argue and let's debate and let's fight like real Americans. Why didn't that happen? I find it mind boggling that there was a tacit agreement. They were going to use this insane conspiracy theory as a weapon, not just against the president, but against the American public as well. If we look at what's happened here with the press, you can't read the New York Times now or the Washington Post in the way we read the Washington Post or the New York Times 20 years ago. We can say, well, that's nutty or that's so partisan or that's such a crazy left-wing liberal position. But then they might try to balance it out with a conservative writer or a quote from a Republican or something like that. The issue is not that there's no balance now. The issue is that everything run through these papers is run as an intelligence operation. Look at the number of intelligence operations we've seen targeting the Trump campaign since 2016. There was Russiagate, there was Kavanaugh, there was impeachment. If we look at what the impeachment process actually was, this was the same confederation that put together Russiagate. We have intelligence officials, political operatives, and the press. We've seen how the coronavirus was weaponized against the president. That shows you how depraved they are. They actually take catastrophes that are happening to America and they're weaponized and turned into information operations. I think in lots of ways, this goes back to what the left has been for a very long time. But I also think there's something else here. I think that the more time we spent dealing with the Middle East, the more time we've spent in Iraq, the more time we've had to deal with the Iranians. The idea of the freedom agenda was that American ideas would be promoted in the Middle East. One of the things I discuss in my new book is the 2014 revolution in Ukraine, which turned into a coup. It pushed out then President Yanukovych and brought in a new president. That's really the beginning of the Biden's involvement in Ukraine. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. 
Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. So given that the gap there between popular perception and what the documents are beginning to reveal, to what extent do you think General Flynn was just sleepwalking into the initial investigation and had no idea that it was going to become a life and death ambush? That's a very interesting question. I think everyone must be profoundly surprised right now to see that Judge Sullivan hasn't let it go. And it's like, well, why not? DOJ dropped the case. Why won't he let it go? What's behind it here? I think there are aspects of this that must be surprising even to the most hardened observer. I mean, I have to say, up until about six months ago, I didn't realize that General Flynn was actually central to the entire thing. Basically, as I lay it out and plot against the president, this was largely an FBI operation. It was about dirty cops. We knew that the outgoing administration obviously had a lot to do with it because James Comey was hired by Barack Obama. All these people were Obama-Clinton people. But as we've seen these documents come out, 39 Obama officials unmasked General Flynn more than 50 times in the course of about a month and a half. I mean, it's astonishing. I'm not sure that any of us knew that Obama had actively cultivated a culture of espionage in that White House. I'm not sure that General Flynn understood at the time the exact nature of that administration or how hard they were going to fight, not only to destroy him. He leaves the White House in February 2017. And then when the Mueller team is appointed, they circle back around and they come after him. I'm not sure if he expected that. It's extremely surprising. It's going to take a long time for all of us to process what happened here. Not just General Flynn is really the touchstone or he's how people will understand what's happened the last several years. That will be their entry point into understanding. But it's a profound thing. The shift that happened with America during the Obama administration, it's going to take a long time for people to describe it to each other and then to find how to move back to normal, regular American procedural politics. Let's argue by all means. Let's campaign. Go ahead, smear someone if you want. But to use all of these surveillance capabilities on our adversaries, to use the law to destroy someone, take over $5 million from them, force them to sell their house, this is not how we Americans operate. It's going to take a while for us to understand how profound and how horrible this shift has been, and how badly it endangers the country. I worry a little bit that we're only about 10 or 15% of the way into understanding this. You're just going to keep peeling back the onion more and more. I think the degree to which he was coerced by a corrupt government, 
and his son was threatened mm -hmm. is astonishing. And I'm yeah. still surprised people have not gone to jail over it. What I describe in my book is, it's the eighth chapter called The Scope. And it's the way the special counsel starts targeting different people. And what they did was they targeted, this is why they went after Donald Trump Jr. to try to get his father, the president. And it's why they went after Michael Flynn Jr. to get at his father. The other thing you see is I have a section on a Turkish Dutch businessman who was targeted by the special counsel. They wanted him to flip on Michael Flynn. They wanted George Papadopoulos to flip on someone. So what they did was they used the fabric of American communal life, relations between fathers and sons, families, friendships, business. They tried to get people to turn on each other and to destroy each other. And in some cases they did, right? In some cases people turned on each other, but that's what they wanted to do. I don't even know if we're in the recovery phase. That will start when Michael Flynn is 100% free. But even in the recovery phase, it's going to take a while to understand and explain it and then fight it and decide this must never happen again. Just as the president says, this should never happen to another president. It's much broader than that. It should never happen to the country again. It should never happen to American citizens. Now that the appeals court has ruled, what's your sense of how long it's going to take for Flynn to be totally cleared? I wish I knew. All of the lawyers I speak to, I think it's very confusing for them as well. Apparently, there was supposed to be a hearing, but that was taken off the docket. I don't know how long Sullivan can delay this. But again, I think it's pretty clear why he is to keep Flynn from talking and to continue to cover up the stuff that Obama and Biden did. He can keep this up. I'm surprised it's gone on this far. I would have thought after the appeals court ruled that it was almost automatic. I would have thought so too. Sullivan and whoever is behind Sullivan and working with Sullivan, whatever the brain trust of the Democratic Party is coming up with, well, here, give him this retired judge, prosecute him for perjury. By the way, this is a very interesting point. We remember, May, I believe it was May 9th, when Obama leaked a phone conversation where he was talking about how General Flynn should be prosecuted for perjury. This was leaked to Michael Isikoff, who was a central node of the press's Russiagate operation. So this story comes out, and again, I think that most people were baffled. It's like Barack Obama's a lawyer. Doesn't he know that Flynn was not charged with perjury, but charged with making false statements to the FBI? Well, what do we have? Within a week, Sullivan has solicited an amicus brief on how Michael Flynn might be charged with perjury. There are an awful lot of very high-powered people who are working to keep Michael Flynn tied up for as long as possible. I think that's one of the reasons why they still have him in hand, why they won't let him go. Again, it goes very high up, and there's something very important about this case which it appears we don't know the full extent of it yet. At some point in the relatively near future, Flynn will in fact be free to speak. And at that point, it will become very fascinating to see what he says and how he says it. And I have a hunch, just based on having worked with her over the years, that his attorney, Sidney, is going to be very aggressive once this is over. And I noticed the other day that some of the notes that had recently been released indicated that Biden personally 
was in the meeting trying to figure out what they could try to go after Flynn for. The attorney general has said that they're not investigating Obama or Biden. At the time he made that announcement, I was grateful for it because if they were investigating them, then that would be a problem heading into election season. That would mean that they'd have to hold off on this investigation. They can't take an investigation of the former president and the Democratic candidate for president into election season. I took that as a good sign that this investigation is pressing ahead. Now, however, it's unclear to me how they can investigate without looking into the role of Obama and Biden. The fact that Barack Obama is telling the director of the FBI, get the right people on this, that's astonishing that we see his hand in it. The other astonishing thing is Barack Obama is out of the White House January 20th. So why is the FBI still going after Michael Flynn? Comey doesn't say like, Obama's gone. Well, I'm just going to let this go. This is a hassle. It's not worth it. I'm going to get on the wrong side of the new president here. I'm just going to let it go. So what was going on in that administration that even after Obama is out of the White House, James Comey is still targeting Michael Flynn? Again, that's another indication of how corrupt that administration was. Was Comey simply part of a general consensus that Trump was so unthinkable that anything done to cripple him or destroy him was a legitimate defense of the American system as Obama and Clinton understood it? Yes, that was the establishment Washington view in lots of ways, which of course still holds. I think there's a lot to that. But if you look at what Comey said in those documents, he said, the Flynn-Kislyak call appears to be legitimate. Well, of course it was legitimate, and you know it is, because you guys were central to putting up this whole collusion nonsense. I don't know if he's actually asking Obama to lay off this bogus Russiagate nonsense at that point or not, but it seems that Comey is aware. Yeah, you may end up with an Obamagate after all this. I think that's what we're saying, that this goes back to the 44th president. That's what this is about. Lee, tell us about your upcoming new book, The Permanent Coup. I'll just explain what I mean by the permanent coup. The reason we've seen all these instruments, what was Russiagate, impeachment, all these different things, it's to indeed Trump's agenda. And Trump ran against Obama's agenda, whether it was on foreign policy or domestic policy. What Obama wanted, we now see what this was. The coup is about keeping Trump in place, obviously, with the ultimate goal of trying to topple him from power and hold on long enough so that someone else from Obama's party or someone through whom Obama could himself govern, like Joe Biden, would be able to restore the Obama legacy and complete it. That was the purpose of what we'd seen the last three and a half years. There was a real goal. It wasn't just to topple Trump. It wasn't just to knock him out. It wasn't just to undo an election. There was a purpose. And the purpose was to protect Obama's legacy until someone could come back and finish his work of totally transforming America. This is remarkable. And I hope we can stay in touch with you because I think we're gonna learn more over the next few months. Thanks very much, Mr. Speaker. I really appreciate it. Thank you to my guest, Lee Smith. You can read more about the case against General Michael Flynn on our show page at newtsworld.com. Newtsworld is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer 
is Debbie Myers, and our producer is Garnsey Slump. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penwell. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. Please email me with your questions at gingrich360.com slash questions. I'll answer them in future episodes. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. On the next episode of Newt's World, on May 30th, the SpaceX Falcon 9 and NASA launched a manned space mission. The launch brings a new era of space exploration to the space coast of Florida. This historic mission is the first launch from U.S. soil since the conclusion of the space shuttle program. I thought this is a great opportunity to discuss the future of space exploration and space as an infrastructure investment. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.